Welcome back everyone, season two, episode six of What Are Your Thoughts? This episode is absolutely packed. The first topic I'm gonna to talk about is shrinkflation. And this is something that is going to occur if not has already started, especially at the grocery store. So you're gonna to wanna to stick around to hear about that. The second one is Acorns, and that is a platform, an investing platform that is supposed to invest spare change for their clients. and. I've been an advocate of them before, but they've had some changes and I'm gonna talk about those. The third topic is talking about credit cards and how there's so much conflicting information out there. So I'm gonna talk about pros and cons of using credit cards and how they can be an absolute benefit for some people, but a total detriment to others. Uh, number four, I'm gonna talk about how I invest my money, what platforms I use, what types of investments I hold in those accounts, and basically just talking about um, different ways to invest and how I do it myself. And lastly, I'm going to wrap up with August being make a will month. And it might sound boring, but I promise it's relevant for investors of all ages and frankly, just people of all ages. And there's a few steps that you can take just to at least make sure that your beneficiaries are squared away on any accounts that you might have. Lastly, clients may maintain positions in any specific securities that we discuss on this episode. So please consult with a professional before taking action on any trades inside of your account. Let's get rolling. Welcome back, guys, to this new episode of What Are Your Thoughts? And I'm excited. I, I've thought of some topics that are super relevant in today's economic environment. And I it just it's crazy what's going on and just different things happening in the economy with prices and um, obviously COVID's still around and things like that. So I have a packed episode, so I'd like to just jump right in with that first topic, which is shrinkflation. So people may be wondering, well, what the heck is that? And basically, in summary, you are paying the same amount for a smaller product versus before. So, and it's interesting, I asked my, my wife, you know, if you were at the gas station, and you had a decision would you rather pay more for a gallon of gas or would you rather pay the same amount for maybe three quarters of a gallon of gas and she thought about it and couldn't you know didn't have an answer right away but i think the answer ended up being um paying a little bit more for the same amount. So that's the classic inflation argument. And so it's really interesting just to put that into perspective. And the same as, you know, when you go to the grocery store, right? If you're if you're going to buy a box of cereal and you know, it used to be you know, $3.50 for a box of cereal and it's still $3.50, however, the box of cereal and the amount you get is now less. So I'm curious what you guys think and 
what you would prefer. That's t- I don't know. I don't even know what I would what I would prefer. Um, I guess it might be product by product, um, and just depending on what the product is, uh, um, figuring out what I'd rather do. And like, if we take the gas station for example, you know, like <laughs> a gallon is just the staple, right? It's it's what we're used to, and when you fill up your tank you're thinking you know miles per gallon so you can't you know it's tougher to be like oh this is how many miles do you get per three-fourths gallon so it's just an interesting topic and something that should be considered when you're going to the grocery store and it's a way to basically it's a psychological play for sure when it comes to how companies will price their products so i just wanted to bring that topic up and and share it and you know see if if any of you guys have had experiences with you know going to the store and finding something for the same price but the amount you get is a lot smaller so i wanted to at least bring that up the second one quickly here is acorns the investing the spare change app so i was an advocate of this app a year and a half ago um Cause I think, I mean, I use it and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I like it cause you know, it's just out of sight, out of mind. And it literally is like, you're just stuffing away some air co- acorns to use later. And I got an email from them a few weeks ago that said their $1 per month fee uh, model is going up to $3 per month. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't sound like a lot, right? $3 per month. But, and I I don't know their average account size. I don't know if that information is available. I guess I could look it up. But um, if you think about this from a percentage basis, you have to have $3,600 in your account, and that would be a 1% fee if we broke it down on a percentage basis. So, anything less than 3600 right if you had $1000 or $1800 in there that's a 2% fee which in my opinion is way too much um so just something to be mindful of if if you're using that app i haven't decided what i'm going to do um cuz it is convenient but there are others out there that i will bring up when i talk about how i invest my money but again just something to consider Okay, the third topic, credit cards. So this topic is, man, uh, if you follow some industry pundits like Dave Ramsey, right, he'll say no debt at all, ever. Don't ever use debt, always pay cash and pay your house off as fast as you can, which is a topic for another day. But if we're specifically talking about credit cards, there are pros and cons to using those, obviously. So if we discuss those, thinking about protection on your purchase, where if your credit card gets stolen or your information gets stolen and the thief racks up charges for $10,000 or whatever the amount is, you are not on the hook for that. So there's some protection with that um i like i mean i like to use credit cards 
for everything. I'm in the camp where we pay the credit card off every single month and collect the rewards for those purchases. However, early after college, it was the opposite. Use credit cards as a way to just fund your lifestyle and maybe hopefully pay them off later. And it's very, very easy to get in trouble doing it that way. So although they are, you know, a great tool, if you're going to pay them off every single month, you have to be very, very careful that you have the cash to do so. And for me, like I use, I use a credit union. I'm a big fan of credit unions over banks and I have a rewards credit card through the credit union where I can pay the balance and it immediately leaves the checking account or savings account or wherever I had paid that bill from where if you use, you know, chase discover, whatever it may be, it might take a day or two for that to show up. And basically I like to just pay my credit cards off a five, six times a month and just do it in smaller chunks so that it makes it, I guess, easier to know, um, or e I guess more convenient for me essentially. So to think that you should never, ever, ever use credit cards. Like when I was talking about at the very beginning about the security factor, right? Where, um, if you're going to, or not if you're going to, if you happen to get your information stolen, then you're not on the hook for that. Well, that's huge. I mean, I like to use them when I check in for hotels because they generally will put a hold on it and I don't really want to hold on the debit card. So I, like I said, just from a security standpoint, I like to use credit cards for everything and pay them off. But again, it's a slippery slope. Like Credit card interest rates are, you know, I mean, they could be 16 to 34%, right? Like that is super, super high. So if you're not going to pay it off, then I would not suggest using it unless it's for special purchases that you know you will pay off. So things like that. And what I'll say just about really any financial topic is that there's no correct answer for everyone, right? You cannot put a blanket answer for every single person in every single situation, right? And, and there are people that are inherently not great with their cash flow month to month as far as spending goes. And maybe those people should not be utilizing credit cards. And then there's people that are pretty, um, prudent with their spending and with paying off their debts. And so that might be a phenomenal tool, but to go in and, and have a super strong polarizing opinion either way, I think is detrimental to any financial scenario. And it's always good to keep an open mind when it comes to big financial topics like that. I'll leave that there. Um, but I guess in summary, I, I, I'm a fan of using rewards cards and paying them off and collecting those rewards. So, all right, how I invest my money. So it's a little different than a lot of just W2, just 
classic employees because I run a business. So I would say the biggest investment and my largest asset on paper, aside from, you know, my ability to earn income um, is the business. So being able to invest back in the business and basically invest in myself to then gain new clients, build the business, generate a higher value for the business should I ever want to sell it someday. That's my largest investment today. However, not everyone has that. So talking about the other investments. So I have a few things automated, which I think is key. And I like to do things weekly. So I do, um, I still use Acorns. I use a, a platform platform called M1 Finance, which is kind of like a build your own portfolio robo advisor. Um, I use Robinhood just to be familiar with the platform because it's such a popular platform right now. I want to be familiar with how that works and the nuances of it. But the primary amount of our investments are on Schwab. And the reason that they're on Schwab is because TD is merging with Schwab and I use TD Ameritrade for client accounts, but those accounts will eventually become Schwab. So I want to be familiar with that platform. So that's pretty much the makeup of where the money is held. Now, what is it invested in? So we have um, like a $10,000 emergency fund. And then I always like to just keep the checking account right around 10 as well, just to, just to have cash readily available. So I like to have those. And then as far as the actual investments themselves, Again, back to keeping an open mind, I have a lot of the money in index ETFs like VTI, VOO, um, things like that that are kind of just set it and forget it, things that we're just going to hold forever and not really care what the market does day to day, week to week, month to month, and just keep saving in those. And then I also subscribe to The Motley Fool as far as just stock research to get some individual stock ideas. And that is more, that is more geared toward long-term investing in companies that I think will be around for the long-term. And I really like the Motley Fool's, I guess, message that, you know, when you buy something, plan to hold it for a the long term, right? And the long term could be five years or more, it could be 10 years or more. It truly is the long term. And like Warren Buffett has the famous story where he's like, yeah, if you could come up with, I think it's 20, but if you could come up with the 10 or 20 investments that that was all you could do for the rest of your life, what would you choose to do? And by doing that, you really select things that you actually believe in and want to be invested in for could be forever. So um, there's a breakdown. So in Acorns, obviously, that's all indexed funds. And I do weekly amounts in there. And then I do 
weekly amounts into the M1 portfolio and they call them pies. And I have that at about like 30% index funds and 70% individual stocks. Uh, and then in Robinhood, that's all individual stocks. Um, and I like that Robinhood, you can do the fractional shares and you also can, you're allowed to do that on M1 as well. But Robinhood, you can, you know, if you want to put $100 into Tesla or whatever, you know, holding you want, you can just go ahead and do that. So I really like that factor. And then Schwab, we have a breakdown. We, we have the majority in ETFs. Um, I have some like quality factor ETFs. I have um, some hedged ETFs that basically take place of any bonds that I would hold. And just because of my age, I don't hold any bonds at all because um, all this money is in all these platforms is for the long term. So I basically have some some active ETFs and some passive ETFs and then um, some individual stocks in there. And I save into that once a month. Um, and that's the primary account with which we save. So those are the th that what we do on the side. As far as the specific vehicles, so the wife has her 401k, which she maxes out. Uh, I have, um, because I, I own the business, I have um, like a solo 401k, but we have goals that are a shorter time horizon than 59 and a half. So if, if the wife is maxing out her 401k and then we're saving in like a joint account or a what's called a taxable account, that money can be used prior to retirement for things like buying homes and, you know, just having the money accessible. So that's what we utilize there. And so she basically packs her 401k full and then we have the taxable accounts as well. I mean, I have a small IRA and, and things like that, but um, we basically are really honing in on the goals prior to retirement. And then as needed, you know, we can bump things up in like a solo 401k or an IRA if we need to year over year for our tax situation. So those are basically the breakdown of what I do. And then, like I said at the beginning, the business is the largest asset that we have currently. Um, so that's pretty much it. If, if, if there are any questions on that, I'd be happy to, you know, help people out and point them in the right direction. If you just send an email to info at lifepointplanning.com and I can discuss it more, but that's pretty much the breakdown. So, um, all right, switching gears. The last topic is talking about making a will. So August is make a will month. And will can be replaced with, you know, if you need a trust, you know, drafting a trust. But I really wanted to focus on beneficiary titling and making sure that you have those at least buttoned up. So out of the accounts that I've already mentioned, right? Like so 401ks, IRAs, taxable accounts, things like that. Well, you want to name a beneficiary. And 
by doing so, those accounts then pass to that beneficiary, excuse me, pass to that beneficiary without going through probate. So if you have a Roth IRA, name a beneficiary on it and make sure that it's up to date and not, you know, and <laughs> if you don't want your ex-spouse on there still, remove that person or, you know, it, just making sure that those are up to date is key. And that's something that I go over in my quarterly checklist every quarter just for clients and <laughs> whether or not, you know, I talk to them about that specific topic every quarter. I don't necessarily need to bring it up if I know that it's correct, but we at least review that once a year just to make sure that it's on par with where they want to go and, and how they want to distribute their estate. So that's one aspect is just making sure that the, that your beneficiaries are taken care of. And like on your 401k through work, make sure there's a beneficiary on it. Um, if you have just an investment account, add a transfer on death, a TOD. If for your bank accounts, add a POD, payable on death, so that it just passes to who you want it to without your you know, heirs trying to settle the estate. So that's key. Um, additionally, I guess talking about wills and things like that, even f I guess for anyone of any age, right? Having a healthcare directive, like if you... If you cannot make medical decisions for yourself, have have it in writing who can make those decisions for you. And I've talked about this. It was actually one of my um, most read monthly emails. And I send out a monthly email to clients that I write with relevant topics. And it was talking about the in case of death folder. So if we take it a step further, having your healthcare directive and your and your living will and making sure your beneficiaries are taking care of is big, but also like having something where one of your loved ones can access. I might've even talked about it on the show, but access your Facebook password. And I think Facebook now has a, a spot on there where you can put in, you know, your, <laughs> in case of death contact where that person gets your profile, should you pass away? And this is big. Like, having access to passwords like i have a client that talked about how um his mother had a bunch of like recurring payments coming out of her checking account and it took them you know a long time to just figure out where the heck are these payments coming from so just having something and i like to use dropbox for all my client folders and things like that but just having having a place that i call it the in case of death folder that has some of these things in it, like, you know, passwords to different accounts and how to access your 401k and things like that, just to make it easier, you know, should you pass away? Well, I guess when you pass away. So I don't want to end on a, on a solemn note, but it's so key. And it's something that is just overlooked by so many people just out of fear of talking about it. And so it's just, it's super important. So I at least wanted to bring it up. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review on whatever podcast platform you use. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised every month. I feel like I get a couple new people that are like, oh, I really enjoyed your videos. And I really, and I enjoyed listening to your podcast. I thought it was funny. And some of the topics that you talk about are actually really relevant. So I appreciate all that feedback because 
I'm just, you know, I'm doing this all myself and I'm just getting stuff out here because I think it's interesting and I enjoy doing these. So if you have any topics um, that you absolutely want to hear about, please let me know. Info at lifepointplanning.com and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much.